God who speaks through Prophet Joel. He's asking for something which priests should do and also what faithful people should do. He's calling upon the ministers of my God, which is he's calling upon the priests to do what? He's calling them to bring forth prayer and offering to the temple. He's asking them that they would invite not only themselves as those who are leaders of the people, spend the night in prayer, spend the night in cyclone of ashes, meaning do penances for the sake of the church, for the sake of the temple. And he says, gather all the elders, proclaim fast, call an assembly of all people into the house of the Lord and cry out to the Lord, cry out in prayer because the house of God is deprived of offering and libation. The house of God. Can we say the same today? Our own churches, are they deprived of prayer, of offerings? There's many people who are preoccupied, fearful sometimes of the COVID, but sometimes they take advantage. Well, I don't have to go to church. The bishop said that in situations like today, because you know, knowing that people are fearful, sometimes they're paralyzed by fear, so they, they don't have to feel in their conscience that they have to go. But does that mean that we can kind of take the day off on Sunday and do nothing? You may remember that St. Faustina, you know, they had 10 children. They only had, the girls had one dress, so they would take turns to go to church because they were ashamed, they're so poor. They were ashamed to go in, in, you know, probably tethered. And, you know, today it was probably no, no problem because a lot of, it's a, it's a style that you can be walking in tethered clothes. But at that time it was considered to be very poor. But you know how Faustino spent the day on Sunday? In prayer. She would take the little book, she would be praying, and especially she would be listening to the time when the mass was supposed to start, and not only that, but for elevation, the bells would ring. And she would listen carefully and spend the time in prayer. So today, I think the invitation for us is that even if out of fear or maybe because the bishops are afraid to place this burden on people's conscience, especially if their consciences are more tender, that gives the freedom of not participating on mass or participating through live stream masses or you know through that. But that still does not completely remove from us, it's not just a, you know, obligation, because we can use our obligation, but, but the love that we have for the Lord, can we pray, fill the church with prayer no matter where we are? Yesterday we celebrated the honor and honor of Our Lady of the Rosary, and from history we know the powerful effect that Rosary has in confronting evil, in confronting danger, in confronting things which seem to be extraordinary, difficult to overcome, you know, with the battle of, you know, the, the Feast of a Lady of the Victory or so. Whatever it is, the, the tool in our hands is a rosary, and that can fill the temple and the church with prayer. I have heard that people today, number of people, many people pray more than just one, and I'm, it kind of delights my heart, and sometimes they even do a lot more.
because would they wish to allow the grace to enter their heart, their homes, to fill those voids, which otherwise will be filled with other junk. We know that. Because, you know, we don't, we don't waste time. Either we watch this or that, or go into the internet, or, you know, media, whatever it may be, or just preoccupy ourselves with things that we don't really have to do. It's sort of an excuse. So today, there's a big call from Prophet Joel, who speaks the word of God and addresses this. The church is devoid, is deprived of offering of prayer, libation. What can we do? What can we do? Do we speak of the treasures of the church? First of all, the treasures of the church, Christ's offering of himself, but also our own participation our participation in filling up the treasures for those who are, do not pray, for those who are, have forgotten God, they need grace too, because we want them to be in heaven too. We want everyone to be in heaven, all our loved ones, wherever they are. And so we can do this. We know that human brokenness sometimes is really, really deep. You know, the resentments grow, the what kinds of problems, you know, people have, emotional, and, spiritual and all the difficulties that people have to undergo. But it's also the invitation to prepare ourselves for the day of judgment. Again, the Joel, God speaks, says not only is the Lord calling them to prayer because the, the day of the Lord is coming, the day of the Lord, the second coming, the time will come. Saint Faustina would say in a diary quoting Jesus, the Lord says that before the day of judgment, I come as a merciful savior. Pope Francis said the same during the year of mercy. He says before the day of judgment, before the day of justice, I am sending you the grace of mercy. So that's the invitation to partake, to participate. Sometimes we expect people who should do better, don't. And this is, you know, we know from the gospel today the Lord was confronting the leaders, the people. Same today with Joel too. Is a priest, ministers of the altar. We are the ones who are to, to initiate, to proclaim, to invite, to pray, to spend time in prayer, because the day of justice will come, and for all of us, so no one will be able to escape. And so let us seek not only ourselves to enter through the gates of mercy, calling upon him, calling upon the Lord, whose mercy upon ourselves, upon others, even if it takes 20 years of prayer, it's a great investment. You know, it's a great investment to, to be praying. Now, today's gospel is, is uh, asking us to do even, to go deeper. Yes, we are to recognize our own sinfulness it is true, but there's certain type of things that seem to control the people of God. Okay, we have the case here, Jesus drives a demon. Okay, and the crowd sees it. But then we have the Pharisees and some people, and immediately, because he's not part of the group, because they were part of a group, they were doing exorcism, he was not part of it. So therefore, there's a type of jealousy here and immediately the accusation, because jealousy 
you can accuse anybody from anything, you know? Just, just think, you know, of ourselves, you know, if, if I were jealous or something, or if the jealous even thought comes across mine, and we should not even entertain it too long, but if it does, look, look oh, she's this or he's that, he's this or that, and look at him or this or that, whatever it may be, you know, we can draw our own conclusions. But the fact is this is real. And so this is the reality today. So they, they accused Jesus of uh, exorcism to, he drives out the, the evil with the prince of demons. And, and Jesus says to them first, just think clearly, because you see sin, whether jealousy, any other more, uh, capital sins, lust or gluttony, or whatever it may be, um, it blinds us. It blinds us, sin blinds us, so we can justify anything we wish. So sin blinds us, so that we see how they act through that blindness. They accuse him of, of exercising or driving out demons to the power of the evil one. And Jesus says to them, just think clearly, how is it possible when if the evil one wants to drive evil one out, it's, it's, it's contradiction. It's not possible. How can you be, you're brilliant, you're smart, you're so, but you don't use your brain at all. So the first thing is, is the contradiction. You know, today in our culture, we can see this. There's a lot of culture of darkness. We have contradictions all over the place. And, and just, it blinds us. I, and sometimes if you start thinking clearly, it says, oh my God, we're trapping ourselves left and right you know, when it comes to this condition of, you know, the, you know, the guidance we receive, you know, we're in COVID, whatever it may be, we're just being blinded by things. And, you know, it's just like, you know, can anybody remember, you know, anymore? Or is it just an emotional need for a moment and we draw these conclusions? Well, this is a blindness, blindness of sin is a, is a deep blindness because it takes away our brains. And so, so that Jesus says, first of all, if this is the case, then you brilliant people are so dumb. <laughs> and, you know, calling sin good and evil, you know, we call it good, and, 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 and good we call evil. Now, the second thing that the Lord does is that he goes further, and he says, now, you say that I do this, but if it is by the Lord, by God himself, then you have a different reality here. God's kingdom is at hand. God's grace, God's love, God's mercy is manifested to you today. If it is by the hand of God, by the finger of God, this is, Jesus quotes the Exodus, and he says Moses did too, by the finger of God. He was able to free the people, to, 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 to show these extraordinary signs, including the parting of the of the Red Sea, it is the, by the finger of God, by the hand of God, so Jesus says to them, remember, if Moses were to do this, then perhaps you can see the same. It's by the hand of God, this is what I do for you. That means I have overcome evil. I have overcome this, the, the kingdom of Satan. I have given you, and I'm giving you this, this good news, that you're freed, you don't have to be enslaved all your life long, you don't have to be a slave anymore. If it is by the finger of God. So he's not criticizing them, he just tells them how illogical it is, how crazy it is to think such things. But even in fact, if you accept that I have brought to you the power and I exercise, exercise it on your behalf, 
That means God's kingdom, God's kingdom of love and mercy is here. God's presence is with us. So this is Jesus actually crying out, just telling us, I love you, okay? Do you hear my crazy people? I love you, I want to free you. I don't want you to be stuck there. I don't want you to live in fear and worry and, and then in the, with a divided heart. I don't want you to have all the feelings of jealousies and envies and, and, and hate and anger within you that's dividing you, is ripping you. It was like the capital sins. I don't want you to have those. And you can by hearing, by seeing what I'm doing. It's a cry from the Lord. And then he could, the Lord continues, look, you know, you, your common sense would tell you if you have a good guard, you'll be protected. But if, if somebody comes with a Uzi or something else and the guard has only one you know, pistol, he may not be, he may be overcome. So therefore you may lose everything. But he says to us, no, but what I'm giving you is the, the greatest, the strongest guard there is, that's God himself. I'm giving you myself as your guard. No one can overcome, no one can overcome the power of God because he is the son of God. So he's giving us the image of the strong man and he's the one, the Lord is the one. And then he continues, which is very, very important. And um, with the unclean spirit, now we are freed from this. We are freed, we went to confession, went to a good confession. We're very happy and then we're not on guard. And, and the old habits seem to just creep up at a time when we don't even think they come back again, the temptations come back, an evil one will kind of make us forget because you know, the, the, the temptations within us, you know, those drives which are there, the habits, the addictions are there and they seem to come back. And then, yes, and then we're discouraged. I, I guess the Lord didn't really give me the freedom. I guess the Lord did really helped me to overcome, he didn't heal me, he didn't strengthen me, I went, I tried, and the Lord didn't seem to have done that. But the Lord says to us, be on guard, be on guard. Sometimes we're not able to be on guard by ourselves, that's why we have to cry out to God, because I was trapped this once, and a second time, and third time, you know, and, and, and maybe more, and it seems like I just, I have to just, you know, I'm giving up, it's not working. And so this, uh, this giving up allows the evil one to come back again. What allows the evil one to come back? He'll stir us up. You know, you know the evil one knows our history. He knows exactly what, what, how we behave, what our fears are, what our worries are, what resentments we have, what type of hurts we, were, we had. Evil one knows those. And so he'll just bring a, into our awareness something that really has hurt us so deeply that our resentment is so, so great, goes right into anger or even rage. And so we're trapped. Again, we are, have to ask the Lord. He says, you have to help me. I can't go into those thoughts because if I do go into those thoughts, then I know what will happen. Spend three seconds or four seconds or five seconds. If you don't say to the Lord, please help me. I can't go in that direction. I don't want to think about this. I can't, I can't go back, because if we do, then we're poisoned right back. We're poisoned. And not only poisoned with the memory of what happened, but we're also poisoned with distrust in God. Well, God didn't protect me. What happened there? Well, I was there, and 
And it's like, why didn't you protect me, Lord? I know what I am and who I am. And so therefore we trap ourselves back again. This is what the Lord says, the evil one, we clean our house. Yes, we, we desire to forgive, but don't really forgive because we have a hard time letting go. We don't ask the Lord for help and then by ourselves we're not able to do so. So therefore we, we are right back, word by right back. And this is when the evil one brings others. St. Augustine says that we, we have a void in our heart, which is God-shaped void. And anything else we wish to fill it in with, it doesn't work because it's a God-shaped void. And God-shaped void only can allow for God to be there. So after a confession, you know, maybe perhaps even good confession, we have to say, Lord, help me to be attentive. I have to avoid new occasion of sin, the classical Catholic concept, avoiding the new occasions, because otherwise the occasion will bring me right back. We're not great heroes, we're weak, so therefore we fall. So, so avoiding situations, avoiding, you know, thinking about things that are very resentful in our hearts, avoiding. You know, why, why do we have to go back? We kind of create in our brain, you know, the neuroscientists will tell us that by thinking about the same thing, same going, we create like a track. And so there, you know, we go right into it and track could be very deep. So again, the Lord is a healer, he's the strength. We are to be attentive so that we don't fall victims again and again. Um, sometimes people who, and this is my last reflection, sometimes, you know, especially men who um, lately have, because of pornography, they've been addicted to pornography. And as part of my penance, I would say, I want you to pray for the young lady who. The, in the, in, the, in the internet that has caused, caused you, dragged you into a, you know, sin because she needs salvation. If you see her because, I, you know, because addiction, you probably go back to pornography. But if you do, do go back, start praying for that person. Start praying for that person because if you do start praying, grace will flow. This will be your protection because how can, you know, she's, she's like your daughter or your sister or, your, or someone who's, who's, you know, beautiful the way she is, but, but she was trapped and sold herself. And then what happens now, the next is dragging and pulling many people right into a trap. But if you begin to pray, it's a world of difference because, because you know this. And so I, 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 you know, it's a way of filling with God-shaped void, praying for those who are in any way have caused us to sin, praying for those who are, you know, because of digital world, we can repeat the same because of, of uh, you know, there's no limit there. So placing ourselves not only before the Lord who is merciful and who forgives. But the Lord is asking us to do something more, calling the priests in the Old Testament and a priest of today, go and sit on ash, you know, on, 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 on ashcloth and ashes, or I should say sackcloth and ashes, and sit and pray, do penance for others, fill the void, the deprivation within the church of prayer, 
fill that void. And the Lord says to allow grace of God, the power of God, he's the strong one. Allow him to come and rule our hearts. Guide us in ways of truth, guide us in ways of holiness, that he may be the one that we are mindful of his love. And also, once we embrace him, embrace that mercy and, and kingdom that he also he wants to give us, then we have to share it with others. That's our, that's our mission. So may the Lord then today, through his word, but also through, through the Eucharist, he comes to our hearts. May we welcome him. May we not limit his power by reflection of the moment after Holy Communion. May that Holy Communion be with us throughout the day. May the Lord who has pitched the tent, that he chose our hearts to be his tabernacle, that we may throughout the day revisit him and, and tell him that we want to love him more and more and to ask him for strength, ask him for gift of, of special gifts of freedom for our brothers and sisters of a gift of holiness, because that's when we can really take advantage of the gift, gifts that God gives us to produce a fruit, beautiful fruit of holiness, of truth, and as a way of preparing ourselves for all eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Dot org. Thank you, and God bless you.